When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for you. She's going to bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence and I'm joined once again by the one and only, the one and only one, Mr. Grado himself. Grado himself. How are you doing, Grado himself? I'm all right, mate. I'm just halfway through eating a, a dime bar. Well, it's not a dime bar. It's a kind of Cadbury with dime bar fruit. Oh, here. Dime bars are delicious. Anything with that dime. Is that butterscotch? Butterscotch pieces. Is that what a dime bar is? Somebody Google that. Can we get the research team? Sandra, David, uh, Gillespie, <laughs> can you have a look? Can you get a daily Google for us, please, to see what's in a dime bar? We'll get back to the, the audience about that. Mate, it does say something about almonds. Well, there you go. Right. So, let's move on. It has been a big week isn't it, for the for the pro wrestling, mate, because we just saw what has to be one of the weirdest WrestleManias ever. <laughs> One of the weirdest WrestleManias ever, and probably the weirdest WrestleMania there will ever be. Rob, Rob, I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably one of the, the most bizarre WrestleManias you ever, ever, ever come across. What did you think it, mate? I just don't like the fit, the fit of the crowd. And the women selling. I felt as if I was watching Wimbledon, not that way. Well, it's not against women selling, but well, just, well, it was just the way it kind of sounded, you know? And that... Um, I have to say that in the Charlotte match, it kind of it kind of did jump out a lot. The fact that that Rhea Ripley was really screaming like mad. It was pissing me off, man. Screaming like I was mad. Like, Shut and up. With a live crowd there, it would have been it would have came across really well. It was a kind of intense match, I think. Me, but I think just in that setting, you were just kind of a wee bit like this is kind of uncomfortable to watch because this is like screaming. You know what I mean? They would have been blown out their ass because see when you're in the ring and you're you're selling you using your voice and ah, ah, ah you you blow you blow the fuck right up so you did so they must have been absolutely bust. Right, now, however though, I want to come in just give you a wee counterpoint here on the complaining about the noises they were making because the noises see at the end of that uh, Seth Rollins Kevin Owens match when Kevin Owens landed and Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins was selling me that. Hi, <laughs> I picked that up on that magic. That was brilliant. I, I loved that. That was that, that was the best match of the two two nights. Oh, I without a doubt. Without a doubt, yes. that was the match. Drew Galloway's brother there. That was the match of the, the two nights. John, 
How's John Galloway there? How you doing, John? I'm Rob. How you doing? I, I've met you at ICW a couple of times, man. I've, no, I've never been asked to do media before. I've got a studio set up in my Wayne's room. Of magic. That's, Mate, that's, that's, how we're all, that's how we're all doing this, don't you? How are you getting on, John? You all right? Yeah, I'm not too shabby, man, yourself. I mean, apart from the world, but uh, there's not much you can have. do about that. Aye. How does it feel, man? Your brother's a heavyweight champion of the world, brother. It's uh, surreal. Still kind of getting used to it. I'm watching all the interviews and stuff he's doing. It's one of those ones that will take, take time to get used to. How did you watch it? Did you did you watch it? I'm, I'm assuming you watched it live watched as it, it was happening. I watched it, it wasn't my, live, but I watched it with my wife, and I had my dad and his wife on one screen, like much like the rest of the world. Nobody's heard of this app a month ago, but it's like the most popular thing in the world just now. So we're all sussing it. So the, uh, my daddy's wife on one screen, my aunt and uncle on one screen, and my cousin and her boyfriend on one screen. And that was it was the eight of us that were meant to go to Florida. So we still kind of watched it together, just know how we planned it. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, how did you good. react? So my dad ordered it in BT Sports, so he was 30 seconds ahead, oh, so I had to no. mute and close the screen, because he knew Wait, the so result before did I did. Did you know, know the result, John? No. I didn't even know the result. Drew kept it at kayfabe. He done very yeah, well. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, what, what happened when you when, when he won? Did you, you jump about cuddling one another? And well, as I say, I've got a wee boy. He's like 21, 21 months old, so he was asleep. So I tried to keep it as low key as possible, but I was <laughs> kind of speechless. Speechless right after it. It was uh, like my wife videoed me my reaction and sent it to Drew, and I'm very rarely just completely silent watching wrestling, and I I didn't know what to say. I say see uh, when he when he reached out to the camera and said thank you that. Hit me somewhere, man. I just Aye, that was a brilliant moment, wasn't it? That was was a, I'm that trying really very was. hard not to swear. I swear quite a lot. I'm, uh, I'm gonna be very fucking bad. Away, no, whatever, I swear away. Ah, no, but it comes off bad on me. I'm a <laughs> well, this is the thing, though. member of the community. Well, you, you're new, the brother of the WWE champion, so you, you, you maybe you need to kind of lay off the so and no, stuff I've like that. More responsibility on me. Yeah, you have. That's the thing. You've got to get that. Did you have you seen the the WWE Chronicle? I did. I watched it the day See, after. That, that I was nearly greeting at that because that I, broke my I, heart. That broke I my heart. I did during that. It's, it's, uh, it's what should have been like the most uplifting story you'll ever see. Well, exactly. apart from the, the Edge documentary just went on. That's pretty bloody uplifting. But um, it's yeah, a great story with the saddest of endings. It's, it's in a way so it's the opposite of the Edge documentary because it's got such a happy ending. Aye. And uh, yeah, it's but, just it's, you it's know the what? world, mate. It's, you can't take it personal. But you know like, what, John? Like, I, I was asked to like um, record a video. A lot of the ICW boys were to kind of like, tell them good luck and all that. And I did say at the end, it goes, "You get your time, big man. You get your time." And I, I firmly believe he will. Yeah. He definitely will. He will. He will get that moment where, where if it's a SummerSlam or an outdoor venue, he'll get his. He'll get his moment, mate. Uh, see, yeah, my, see my take on it, right? Drew is going to have, you know, a hundred nights where he's going to have the crowd on their feet. Cheering yeah. from and all that, right? But nobody is ever going to forget this WrestleMania. Definitely. Ever going to forget this WrestleMania. And even the new, I don't think we can even properly kind of contextualize it in our heads yet at the minute. Like what, what this WrestleMania is going to be like when we look back on it. But this is going to be remembered as one of the strangest WrestleManians ever. WrestleManias ever. I think, and I genuinely think it's going to be remembered as one of the best WrestleManias ever because against all odds, that was a great show, I thought. Against, oh, yeah, totally. I thought it was a great yeah, show. Yeah. Because that, that just should not have been a good show at all. Yeah, and the way I, to look at it is, is there's no other entertainment and they've went out and killed themselves 
to give us I, something to watch. And I've seen a lot of stuff online where people are like, oh, the show, show shouldn't go ahead. But they're following the CDC guidelines. So, and if they're told they can work, they can work. So I, they're giving us eight hours of entertainment over two nights. So I, who are we to criticise? Um, but John, mate, we're having you on this show and it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing to have you, have you here. Have you spoke to Drew since it happened last night? I've spoke to him. Two nights ago, I, uh, yeah, I, I was. I spoke to him earlier. Uh, I speak to him every day because obviously he's usually a nightmare to get a hold of. But I know he's at home all the time now, so right. it's easy to get in touch with him at the moment. <laughs> he did want me to pass a message on to Graves saying thank you very much for the video. Oh, did he uh, get in there, man? And get in there. Tell him a message that- for you and Orab. Uh, he said after he's dealt with Sutton and Tyson Fury, you and Lemmy are next because every <laughs> Monday. He gets sent that accent memes and the real guy memes, and he bloody hates it. Well, I've always, def- list, I've always defended Drew against that, by the way. I've always liked <laughs> being saying to people, look, see, if I, I've said that to you in the show, actually, Grey Donna. So if, if I was in the what? WWE, there's no way I would talk less. There's no uh, way I would talk with this voice. No, no chance. No, <laughs> no, you know no I mean? it's horrible. It's, ho- it's horrible. Having it. I remember having dating TNA backstage promos and the things I'd have to say, and I'd like, listen to myself back going, oh, my God. Sheena, do you want to be my tag team partner for tonight? I'm needing a tag team partner. I'm looking. What? Fucking shut up. You know what I mean? It was that <laughs> neck. Trust me to go back to talking about TNA when we'll get the WWE Heavyweight Champions brother on the show. Uh, it was also but, the TNA Heavyweight Champion. He so certainly was. Correlation there. And I had a wee... Correlation. Uh, Correlation's not old. <laughs> a wee feel hey, John. I actually uploaded a wee picture of me with the, I see the TNA Heavyweight belt all night. Ah, I've seen that. <laughs> that. Don't get greedy started talking about TNA, please. Don't. I know, let's, do, let's stop right now. Let's stop <laughs> right now. Obviously, you have this thing, like a lot of people kind of just don't get wrestling, they don't kind of get what's involved in it, right? But I was just thinking about this the other night when Drew won that title. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is genuinely up there with Scottish, like, sporting achievements, like, all across the board. Because... It's no being the, the champion, being the WWE champion, isn't it just about being good at the sport or the or the you know or the or the, or the game that you're in? It's not yeah. just about that. There's so many other obstacles in your way. It's not about being the best so you score the most goals or being the best so you you know you, you hit the most rallies, you score the most points at tennis or whatever. There are so many other obstacles, other sacrifices you need to make and stuff like that to get yourself into that position. You need to be well, you need to be respected by your peers, right? You need to be respected by your peers. You need to be respected by your bosses. You need to be good at your job. You need to earn that spot. You need to have everybody in agreement that you deserve that spot. And when that includes the fans there as well, because Drew is also a champion that is a popular fans champion as well, which is a very difficult position to get yourself in nowadays. You think of how many guys get elevated into that position where they win the title and the fans are like, we don't want him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even yeah. even that achievement to get yourself in that spot and at the same time the fans are like, I we're happy to accept him in that spot. It's, it's, it has to be up there with Scottish fucking achievements of all time. You actually make a good point, Rob, in terms of, you know what, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Drew. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that could go a long way in terms of him being the champion and being up there because he doesn't rub End of the runway. He's totally straight laced. He's motivated. He's a professional, and I think you're right. What has happened has been one of the biggest things to ever happen in Scotland, and I think it's going to re- remain because he's, he is shit hot. 
Very, very nicely put. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that... You stole uh, the wee boot off me, but he calls it the Claymore kick. The fucking yeah, Claymore yeah, they kick. are very similar. That's a wee boot. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a lot of people who are handy titles. The wee boot. It's, it's not their fault they're handy titles. It's what's best for business at the time, but you struggle to think of someone who deserves it more than Drew. Like the story you had. 100%. Like get, getting released, working his ass off to get back. And then, like, I'm sure all the Scottish people would come through in time. I don't think it would have went as fast if Drew hadn't came back. Like, see that the picture of the five Scottish champions? No. Like, there's only five million people in Scotland. Like, that doesn't even seem possible. Thanks, mate. Like, when Drew was a boy and he said he wanted to be a wrestler, that was the impossible dream. And now they're, just, they're filtering in from everywhere. So it's... it's there was a, I know it's, it's easy for people to say it now, right? But there was definite, like, everybody kind of... I mean, you could just see it. With, I mean, you remember, Grady, back in the SWA days when, when Drew would come in? Yeah. Um, and, and you would see him... <laughs> No harm to you, Grado, or any use at SWA at the time. <laughs> but when you Drew, say it's fine. But when Drew <laughs> used to come in and was stoning in the ring with all yous, you'd be like, fucking hell, man, that guy is that guy is something else, you know what I mean? So I'm saying, I remember... Height, he had the height and he had the look, even when he was really young. You know sure, I'm I mean? telling you, the, 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 the training session with Jake the St. Roberts, there was me and about 40 other slobs, and Jake the St. <laughs> Roberts just went, there's only one guy here that's ever going to make it. <laughs> Then my phone went off, my phone went off, and it went, if the smell, what the fuck, is cooking. <laughs> Modified. Um, well, John, yeah, thanks man, very was... much for, for, for coming on. Have you got anything else you want to say, you want to tell us or whatever? I think Drew just wants to say thanks to everyone for, like, the outpouring of messages on Twitter. Like, you can tell the calibre of people who are sending them messages saying congratulations that he deserves it. So, and... You can be selfish and think I'm still getting I'm getting alerts today saying that I should be on a flight from Tampa to Gla- uh, to Glasgow. Oh, that's annoying, so, like, man. It's, it's, it's annoying, but see the reaction he gets when he walks out the first show with a crowd. It'll be worth it, worth every second. So it'll always be in the record books that he was the WWE champion. It doesn't say zero attendance. So that's, that, that's a good point you make, mate. Because part of me, part of me was like I wouldn't mind Lesnar winning and Drew winning it at SummerSlam or something. But what if he lost momentum and then he didn't win? Well, it? get it under the belt. He's that was it. a big question, wasn't it? That was a big question. But you know what? I think you've made, you've made a really good point, John. That the, the first WWE show that they do back a live show, the first bit of music that needs to hit is I, Drew's. I'd be very surprised because, if it wasn't the first. Aye, it needs to be Drew's because everybody wants crowd it on their feet. Because right. he deserves it. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. And, 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 and all the fans know that Wrestling fans it. are smart enough. They know that he yeah. deserves it. So, uh, I don't know. I can feel myself tearing up thinking about it. No, I, I don't know. I was never emotional before I had a kid. I don't know. I'm broken inside now. <laughs> I cry at toy, toy Story and stuff like that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're the man, man. Thanks for coming Here's on. John. Thanks for coming on. Bruce Connor for the handicap match. Aye. Oh, McCoy still be there or not? Probably. (laughs) I think that's his new guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure chatting to you, man. Pleasure, John. See you again, big man. All right. So that was amazing. We just had the WWE champions, but I'll just drop them in on the podcast. Brilliant, man. That was nice, wasn't it? You don't get that kind. You don't get that in any other podcast, do you? Don't get that cool one, do you? Exactly, mate. Exactly. Right. So let's have a look at. We'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk mainly about WrestleMania later Aye. in this episode, right? But let's move on to see what the the listeners have been have been saying. 
Big shout out to Kyle Customs, by the way. Check him out on Twitter if you're into your wrestling figures. He says, if you don't listen to Wrestling Daft on Spotify, you're missing out. It's fucking hilarious, he says. As he's talking about a show. Brilliant. I need to retweet that. And he, and he can't wait to get started on the Grado and Rab Wrestling Daft custom figures. Look, um, I've got pecs and everything there, man. He sent his sketches. He's making figures. Us too, Grado. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I, if he does it right, we'll need to we'll need to do something like we'll need to make a video of the two of the figures fighting. See, I used to see when I had my wrestling figures when right. I was younger. I used to have this system for working matches. It was a coin toss system using coins, where it was like when they went in and locked up and went in for moves. You toss a coin, he'd tails to see who came out on top and stuff. So I had the whole system: one, two, flip the coin, oh, kick out. It was exciting, right? So we can do that yeah, using all day system. Do you know, I, I, as much as I was, I've been a wrestling fan for a young boy, I've never owned one wrestling figure. In fact, the only wrestling figure that's really in possession, I bought um, a figure for um, my girlfriend's niece as a present, and it was a, what do you call him, UK champ. He's only 18. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, that's it. So the Tyler Bate figure is the only figure that, I'm, that I've really ever been exposed to. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you buy a Tyler Bate figure? That's the one that she picked. That's the fucking weirdest. There's I been know. a lot of weird stories on this show, but that's the weirdest fucking story. She picked Tyler Bate. <sighs> Tyler Bate figure. It's weird, isn't it? I actually think it's in this house. Which wrestling figure would fit most easily up an arse? King Kong Bundy's. Mm, I don't know. The Marty Jannetty figure, I remember, you push the legs down and his head would kind of, his head would kind of pop up if you pushed in the legs. So you well, stick it up your arse and you push nah, the feet. You don't want to go legs first. I would say because King Kong Bundy had a baldy head, you'd just maybe use a bit of lube and just yep. shove it right up your fucking... Dung pipe. It would be like a wee bell end just going yep. up. Your wee dung fan will get it right up there. King Kong Bundy's head was mace like a bell end. It was. After Wolfgang tweeted that the band Five were underrated, did they tweet that? He did, I. After Wolfgang tweeted that the band Five, I love Big Wolfgang, right? I, I love, love Five. Big Wolfgang, right? But you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch fucking Bruiser Brody tweeting that the band Five were underrated, would you? Mate, JF5 was great. I got us thinking, though, what boy band would be the best faction in wrestling terms? Stevie McCabe says uh, 9-1-1. Finisher being Alabama, you're going in the slammer. <laughs> Stevie says, Steve says, wet, 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 with a Marty Pello pile driver, the MPP, all day, baby. Mm. No. No. Was it you or Lemmy that had the Marty Pello joke? It was Lemmy. Okay, sorry. It was Lemmy. Leslie Ann Johnson goes for Blazing Squad as there's hunters at him. So that'd be a Good very shout. strong, powerful faction. Whole, uh, whole James Brookfield says, while Whole James Brookfield, while James Brookfield says, there's a fucking typo in my notes, John. Every, these typos out my fucking notes. There's a fucking pandemic on me. James Brookfield. He's got all the time in the world and he can't spell while right. James Brooke, and don't you, you ended up with me calling a listener a hole. I fucking called him a hole now. 
Chief. Whole James Brookfield says he's 17 just for Brian Harvey launching potatoes at people's heads and, and I drove over myself because I ate too many spuds much. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I we asked for you to keep an eye out for any wrestlers doing anything strange while on self-isolation. Chris Vid19 says I'm no grass. Bronze <laughs> says did you see Hogan's tweet the other day? Right. I, I put the, it on the show plan, is, yes. That's a tweet. Is this it? Have I read this out? Do we need to read this out? No, you don't, have, you don't have to read it. It was just for your reference so you knew it's what It's basically was. a one big lot of shit about Egypt and fucking... Right, here's what Hulk Hogan... So Hulk Hogan... Is right, this, you read it, Rab. Because this looks like a text. It doesn't you look like Hulk Hogan it. tweeted this. It's a big tweet. In three short months, brother, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship, brother. God said, you want to worship athletes, I will shut down the stadiums. Did he tweet this? Must Did he tweet this, eh? You want to worship musicians, I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors, I will shut down theaters. You don't want to go to church and worship me, I will make it where you can't go to fucking shop, Hulk Hogan. The only thing that really matters is Jesus. <sighs> I just can't be bothered with that. I can't be bothered with wrestlers starting to know that Jesus part. Apart from the only time I could be bothered with wrestlers doing know that Jesus part was when Shawn Michaels took it to the extent where he was like God and he was coming down. Remember, he was like he was like Jesus. He was coming out. Remember, he was all right. white and all that. He was wearing the white and all that kind of stuff. Loved that. Loved him taking it to that extreme. But I'm not interested in Hogan doing that. Uh, no, you know what? I'm just Googling it now because I fucking loved it. It was some, Somebody told me he was steaming when he tweeted it back in 2011. And I think it's the October the 15th, 2011. Hogan tweeted, it's just loading up. <laughs> Good night, Hulkamaniacs and Jabroni Marks. Without a life that don't know it, I work when you work a work and work yourself into a shit. Marks. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> what a fucking tweet. That is good. All I can think about, I need to be honest, and you know, you can say a lot of things about Hulk Hogan, but really all I think about now when I think about Hulk Hogan is I'm, oh, and that sex tape being like, oh, talking about being, oh, I ate too much, brother. Hey, to before he's shagging this woman, oh, I just had too much tea, brother. Shouldn't have had all that fish. Uh, what the fuck he says? Can't think about it. It's worth watching, mate, just for the kind of just the the, the, the intertextual stuff that's going on. Um, and a picture that Pablo's Volta Horror sent on. It's a fucking podcast, John. Producer John is a tell, asking us to talk about photos in a fucking podcast. And he spelled Kip Sabian, Ryan. It looks like Kip Sabian is proposing to a dog. Uh, it really does. I thought you'd pieces. find that funny. He's cropped out. The lassie. And it looks like he's prepared. John, it's funny if you're fucking 10. <laughs> Michael says, I seen a whole group of wrestlers chasing each other around an empty arena the other night. <laughs> See, this is interesting. If there was any, if you tuned into that without any context or understanding what wrestling is, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Uh-huh. And we're only Davy Blaze watch. As this week on TikTok, he has danced to fix up Luke Sharp, three cans of dragon soup, recreating a music video for Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, and serenading a packet of chocolate hobnobs. That's Davy Blaze, who is, uh, you know, I, I think has the potential to really, really go places in wrestling. Um, but he seems to be devoting an awful lot of time to TikTok, you know. He certainly has. I've not seen much of it, but I'm sure we'll get him on here and they can talk about it. Let's get him on to talk. We need Let's to get Davy Blaze back on. I want Davy back on. I want Davy back on. I That's love that Davy. Maybe try and get him next week. And if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self-isolation, I'll just want to get in touch with us about any of that. I'll just random wrestling-related stuff. Listen, don't send us stuff about fucking photos and all that. Because right. it's, a, it's an audio podcast. Use your fucking brains. 
engage your fucking brains. See when you're doing all this fantasy, you know, you're doing fantasy booking and all that. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should do this. Well, maybe yous should fucking stop sending his forties, right? And and fucking <laughs> engage your fucking cerebral fucking cortex. <laughs> do I get in touch? Get his stop own sending his forties. Wrestling <laughs> daft. Well, I suppose on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, Wrestling Daft on Facebook, sorry, mate, or email Gredo or email Wrestling Daft at gmail dot com. You suppose what? Ugh, I'm just thinking. Sometimes they don't send pictures on the radio shows, no? They do. Yes, they do. Maybe All right, sometimes. John. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad, the Jedi's for the Sith, as we bury and put our stuff for the wrestling game. And this week, of course, it's got to be a WrestleMania special. Right, okay, Gredo, what are you burying and what are you putting out for the WrestleMania that we just watched? Right, burying the fact that it happened without a crowd and they probably should have waited. Burying uh, the, the noises in some of the matches. <laughs> burying... Um, you know, any live band to make to you know for somebody. Do you know what I mean? It was just there, there wasn't that big fight feel to it. Um, but I mean, come on, you can't complain because there's a coronavirus on the go. So shut up, Grado. Fucking just enjoy it. Put over Drew winning, and uh, it was a right spacing, right right time. Didn't go too long. Brilliant match. Seth and Kevin Owens stole the show. Um, Edge and Randy Orton was a wee bit played out, a wee bit too long. Or that shit in the gym. Fucking hell, come on. Hitting each other with fucking dumbbells and wrapping each other around with fucking flyweight. Fucking wires and all that shit. I can't be doing that. It's as if I've just went a wee walk just, bef- just before it went right. Right, use that, right? Right, we'll use that. Right, use that. What about this? Right, I'll hit you in the head with that, right? I'll hit you in the head with that. But I did find it funny when it was a last man standing match and the referee forgot to, to, to count edge. And Randy went, isn't it a count? And the referee shot himself. And it went, one, two, three. That was good. I like that as well. It's a shame. I feel I feel sorry for that edge and Randy Orton match. Just needed, see if it had 10 minutes pulled out the middle. I think it would have been a really good one. All right. <clears throat> Just went too long. Oh, and I don't, I mean, I was half asleep. I had no idea what the fuck was going on during that Bray Wyatt and John Cena match, but it was entertaining. All right, I want to... Oh, sorry, sorry, Rab, just one more thing. I really, really want to bury being informed that American badass would have been used. I, I, I've been gearing myself up for weeks that when this was filmed, American badass was used for him coming down the fucking highway and they used some random Metallica shit. I was devastated about it, devastated. I actually put me off the whole weekend and I'm fucking still raging about it. Okay, well, I'm trying to think of what I want to bury. Because and I think I think in a WrestleMania like that, it's uh, you know you really need to give them a lot of credit for for the show that they managed to pull off. When you consider it was against all the odds, I think I want to bury the intro with the terrible Captain Jack Sparrow kind of vibe. That was weird. They could have coronavirus that up and went in times of need. You know, we are in a world I... where da, 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 but we are here to entertain you. Instead, they go to some English comic to go, I've done a minute. That fucking do this. That man, man. And it was a lot of shit. Aye, it was like, you can see they were trying to do a Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay, somebody, a, a shite impersonation of him. Rotten. Rotten, rotten, rotten. Uh, and, and right away, it got me going, oh, this is going to be shit. 
Jay. And then, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Jay. I wish there was a wee bit more. I wish there was a wee bit more production put into entrances and stuff like that. I get why they didn't, but I kind of wish there was a wee bit, just a wee touch more, maybe in places of kind of creative thinking in terms of that kind of stuff. However, John, there's a lot John. of stuff I want to put over, right? There's a lot of stuff I want to put over. First of all, I want to put over the Boneyard match, right? Um, with Undertaker and AJ Styles because uh, this was what I was... This was what, in my, my wildest imagination, I was hoping they would do stuff like this. I was hoping this is their chance to do something that you could never get away with in a live WrestleMania. You would never see that in another WrestleMania. And I thought it was cracking. I thought Undertaker looked cool as fuck. And, and it was also, it was beautiful... It was and AJ Styles was fantastic in that segment as well. It was beautiful to see after the match the outpouring of fucking love for the segment as well. You know what I mean? The outpouring of because Undertaker's been getting, I think, quite unfairly. You know, it's like nobody's been. It's not like anybody's trying to pretend that the Undertaker isn't older and slower than he used to be, right? It's it's a factor, um, and I think people have been quite unfair actually the way they've been reacting to these matches as if they're expecting him to still wrestle that he's twenty four years old. So it was nice to see an outpouring of kind of love for that bit and for the Undertaker and that bit and stuff like that. I loved it. You know, what I mean, I just thought it was like the it, it just. It's the happiest I've seen people go away from a WrestleMania broadcast for a long time, that Boneyard match. You know what I mean? Um, no. Uh, what else do I want to say about that? I also want to say I think it was hey. beautiful in that match that they were directly addressing. They were directly addressing the fact that The Undertaker was, that people were saying he was finished, he was too old and all that. I love all that. I love all that psychological stuff. What do you say, Gredo? I was sitting there with a hard-on for about three years, waiting for... I mean, that would have, that's the only thing that could have made it better. That would have made, that would have made rest. That, and, I, and, I, and I know it was Triple H's decision to, to, to use the Metallica song because he's a big Metallica match. So I was a wee bit gutted about that. If he'd have came into that and if he'd have left, he, we're rolling, 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 and rolling, and then yeah, would have had the whole, away from him. then aye. you've done it now, you're going to me. Nah, I would have left that one. I would have left that one. Right. right, so, so I want to put that up. However, that wasn't the only high point on the first night. Um, I also want to put out, and this is a thing I know a lot of people are putting out, but they, they should be, was the Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn match. Uh, because they guys put on a holiday camp match in the middle of a fucking WrestleMania, right? And now, th- that's a beautiful thing to do. And they would have had complete awareness that that's what they were doing, that they were working a kind of family holiday camp style match won a WrestleMania in that setting and it was so clever because the match was entertaining and really, really fun to watch and it was brilliant hearing all the verbals between the two of them and stuff like that. And you know, and that's the kind of verbals that you hear when you're in a when you're at a holiday camp and there's only like maybe a hundred people there and you're hearing all the kind of verbals. And the, the the thing that's beautiful about that is that that is a key component of wrestling in the world is that type of family holiday camp match. That is integral to the wrestling scene, that kind of match. So for the two guys, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, who are hugely respected professional wrestlers, hugely respected worldwide indie wrestlers, today a match that felt like a tribute to family holiday camp matches was fucking genius, I think. And I don't think it's getting enough credit. Do you know, Hank, do you know feel the same about the following night? The Otis, the, the Otis match was kind of similar. I felt like that as well. I that, loved the well, Otis match. 
a wee bit, but that, that felt that felt a lot like that kind of old school WWF style match, though. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, Aye. you know, yeah, that kind of old school that you could imagine seeing that one at WrestleMania, like a WrestleMania six or something. Do you know what right. I mean? That well, kind of match. Some folk like that, Rob. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, definitely, definitely. Oh no, definitely. I thought. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so also, of course, on the first night, though, the best match the first night was Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Aye, they fucking nailed it. That was, that was an absolutely brilliant match. Great match. Seth, I have slagged off Seth Rollins on this show for his work as a face. I don't. I, he's he's not a natural face to me. Nah, he's, a, he's, a, he's 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 a dick. He's a superb heel. Great he's heel. a brilliant. He's brilliant great in the heel. ring. He's brilliant great in the wrestler. ring, and he's a great heel. He's a great heel, and that's what he should be doing. That's what he should be doing. He's he's so they stole it. They completely stole it on the second night. Um, I really, I thought I really loved the 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 five way woman match. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really strong showing for Bailey. Actually, I thought Bailey was really top notch. She was good. No, I also want to put her the no the John Cena <clears throat> and Bray Wyatt. Didn't get it, Rob, but I enjoyed it. Um, it was like watching it, Inception. I walked out halfway through that. I mean, it, the pictures because I was fucking completely lost. Well, that's the thing. It was absolutely bananas. It was fucking mental. It was mental. It, I was. I ended up you know, that. To think that they would even put something like that out because to get the best out of that thing, you have to have you have to have a knowledge of the history of wrestling. You have to know who you have to know who Bischoff is. You have to know who Kurt Angle is. You need to have a, a knowledge of of John Cena's career. You need to have, you know, of the whole of John Cena's career, you need to have a knowledge of, if you've only started watching WWF in the past year, you would have had no fucking clue what was going on in that. No, thing. but come on. Thank you to the Matt Wayne's that are watching all that stuff back in the network and all the documentaries and stuff like that. I think, I think there were every a lot of year, people. Every year there's always throwbacks. I wouldn't say that was a big concern. I did like seeing John Cena wear like his gear that like he first ever wore in SmackDown, but I don't think it was, I mean, even... I mean, I got it because I watched it all and I was still fucking confused. So I wasn't going to be any more confused as somebody that doesn't know who fucking Eric Bischoff is. Do you know what I mean? But there was so many references to so much stuff, to the Bellas, to fucking... We're going to have a disagreement here. Cena had brought... There was so much stuff. No. <clears throat> There's two ways of looking at did this. They, I really did enjoyed it. The Bellas? Did they touch yeah. the Bellas? I don't remember that, but... Aye, because B- Bray was singing, You can look, but you can't touch. You know that? Oh, I need to watch that back. And then he was calling him poor, lonely John Cena. On it. it was like, you know what I mean? So there was so much going on in it, and it was absolutely mental that they, they put it out there. But I love that they did. I think it's something that people look back on over the years. And I, I actually thought it was a really clever segment as well right. to have the promo that John Cena cut on fucking Bray Wyatt being reversed into Bray Wyatt saying about him towards the end of it. It was a really, really clever piece as well. People will be looking at that for, and this is the thing about this WrestleMania, people will talk about this WrestleMania for years and years. I can barely fucking remember what happened at last year's WrestleMania well, at all. Right, well, you're saying that, but to me, John Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt were a bunch of jabroni marks with a life that don't know how work when you work a work and what yourself into a shoot marks. <laughs> well, here's the, well, here's the thing though, I still didn't get what a what I was asking for, if you remember what I was asking for, was a good, and I feel always feel bad when I'm saying this, but I feel like I'm still waiting to see the big Bray Wyatt match where I'm like, he was fucking cracking in that match. He had, they, Bray Wyatt and that did have some good matches when they were fighting against, when the Wyatt family were fighting against the, the Shield and all that. You know what I mean? They were really good matches, but I want to see that one-on-one Bray Wyatt mm. with somebody and it's a fucking belter of match. He's a... He's a- my foot named Ropin and all that. He's a lovely, lovely guy, man. Oh, I'm sure he is. And I think he's a—he's clearly a great mind. 
he's got a, a great creative fucking mind. Well, he was wrestling born and bred, and he was feathered and all that. But I just want to see him. Now I want to see him wrestle. You know what I mean? I just want to see. I want to see him wrestle now. You know what I mean? I think he's got. You know, I just want to see that because I do. I would love to be a fan of. I would love to be a big fan of the fiend and all that. You know what I mean? I just kind of feel the guy is still looking to find his place. But my God, well, he, he gives you a lot to talk about, didn't he? What did you get? What did you make of the Goldberg and uh, Strowman? Obviously, it was a kind of flung together match, but I think it was. Um, I think it was ultimately it was the right result. You know, I mean, I think that match was originally made for the crowd. You know, the Goldberg attraction. It didn't really need it. Aye, aye. It didn't need it in a in a performance center gym which is probably the reason why it went so short. But, I mean, I love Goldberg always well, but it's, it's becoming a bit of a repetition this now, isn't it? coming out for two minutes and fucking, you're following, you're actually watching every match that he does. WWE Chronicle, follow him about for about four days. Aye. In the gym, psyching himself up and he goes out and works for fucking two minutes. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite a fan of the matches where guys come out and they just fucking blast their finisher right out the gate. Oh, I I'm, definitely. I love I'm that I'm a fan day. of that. I'm I love a fan that of as well, man. But you get a lot of people moaning about that, didn't you? But you know, I've done that a few times in like Motherwell Civic Hall and I've hit somebody with a wee boot and some folk just go... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Aye. And I'm like, ah, fuck, that didn't work. No, no, that's no. A wee boot, that's my finisher. Aye, Troops. Aye. You need the... <laughs> But I think some people look at wrestling as if like as if they're playing one of the computer games where they're like, oh, you need to work up, you need to do the wee moves first, and right. then work up, and then de- and then your your finisher starts flashing, and then you do your finisher. But I, can, I always think to myself, see if you've got a move, it's like see if you've got a move that can just fucking kill somebody, you fucking do it right away. Right. You know what I mean? In a real competitive sport, you're trying to crack out your. So I like it when that happens. Sure that's why I didn't. Ha- that's why I didn't have a problem with Lesnar with, with Lesnar and Drew. The fact that they were just like hitting their fucking big moves in each other. I was like, that's fine. They'd done it with uh, Seamus and Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago. That was brilliant. Aye, aye. So, I mean, there's, there's a place for that. There's a place for that. Anyway, there was a lot what, to like. What happened on Raw last night, just before we leave the kind of review stuff? Apollo Crews. <laughs> did, did, he, did he come back? Aye. Nia Jax came back. Nia Jax came right. back. Near the wrestle, near the surprises, debuts. Drew, Drew, uh, Drew big, big show. show. Well, that was because his Netflix specials are this weekend then, I. Aye, but do you, know that it happened, do you know that it happened after WrestleMania? What do you mean? After Drew beat Lesnar. Right. Big Show came out. Oh, really? And he showed it on Raw? Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go and see that. I need to see yep. that. That's yep. cool. I think it would be funny, actually, if next week on Raw they went... But wait to see who came out after Big Show. Aye, aye. <laughs> Every fucking week. Guy How many fucking Zales. guys came out? Drew's fucking knackered. Haven't he fucking gave all these guys the wee boot, Gredo? But wait, hold on. Did Drew come out to attack? Sorry, did Big Show come out to attack Drew? Big Show came out and got a match. Right, so let's see what the punters are thinking, Gredo. Right, let's move on. James Parsons putting our Drew winning, obviously, but wants to put our Lesnar line in the ring until the end. Yeah. I'd like to bury the actual match. Far too rushed. I thought Drew deserved a better match. Moan Drew. Yeah. Scott, bury the utter gash commentary in both nights. Horrible. Put her the Firefly Funhouse match. So it was a brilliant segment. Do you know what? Dusty I Walker. agree with that. I'm sorry just to cut you in, but the commentary. I do agree with that. I, I didn't like the commentary. It just, WrestleMania's without JR and the King. Just yeah. isn't the same. What was the fucking deal with that commentary in the fucking Edge and Randy Orton match, by the way? It was last. This is what it was like. But, hold on. And here's Edge now. Edge. <laughs> 
Here's Edge picking up Edge. Oh, he's hit Randy Orton with something. Shh. Randy Orton. Randy's on, Randy's on his back now. I hate <clears throat> when they do injury angles and they try and make it look like and go, um, we'll put some EMTs out here for. No. Um, because Sami Zayn has been uh, waiting on E&E coming, to come and help him out. Uh, you know, Sammy keep it quiet. Not he's not moving. Aye, they try and make it like that. I mean, Jerry King all had a fucking heart attack and they didn't something there or that shit. They still went on, know what I mean? Yep. I'd have been like that. Edge Gam! He's dead! Edge Gam! That's what I would have been shouting, right? Kirsty Walker wants to put her the Boneyard match, one of the best matches on any mania, regardless of circumstances, and the Firefly Funhouse. Why Probably. really gone, but also a great job from Cena selling it. She wants to Barry going with the Bailey and Sasha feud again. Is there really nothing else they can give them? Also, Barry Orton and Edge, at least 10 minutes too long. Hey, I said cut 10 minutes out. Peace and be wild. Jamie Thomas said, I'm putting her Titus's reaction as it was genuine. Remember this guy? Genuine reaction. His face summed up millions. That was funny. Jan, Jan Kurek wants to put all the hard work in producing WrestleMania with presumably a lack of staff available for the day's filming and wrestling than what they're used to. Sometimes people forget that the staff could easily have just dingied it as more than just the wrestlers are needed to make these shows. Wants to bury Titus and Eel for the worst reaction ever. After the <laughs> we, we've just put that over. No, God. that was that was the perfect reaction because because here's the thing. See the more you think about the Firefly Funhouse match, you're like going, right, so what actually happened there? That, was Aye. it all happening in John Cena's heat? You're not meant to get it. Was it all happening in John Cena's head? Or does, exactly. does, does Bray Wyatt have the power to pull it and he's in pocket universe where he can make all these things fucking happen? I'm going to go back and watch it tonight. You know, my, my girlfriend's let me put on a wrestling match again tonight. Um, I've st- just, I'm kind of gone off show plan here, but recently I've showed her The Rock and Stone Cold for 15 and 17. I've showed her The Rock and Hogan. I'm planning on showing her the, Randy, the Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Steph match. Yeah, but I'm match. contemplating putting on that fucking. Do you think that would maybe blow my mind too much? Putting on the Firefly Funhouse one? Aye. Aye, right, forget Aye. it. So, what should I do? Put on the Kurt Angle one. <clears throat> Put on the Kurt Angle one. Um, right. The Firefly Funhouse, when it started, me, my, me and Hope, my 13 year old daughter, were watching it, right? And it went to start, and we were thinking this is going probably going to be something really cracking because of the Boneyard match, right? We were thinking this is going to be something really different. And then John Cena just came out into the performance center dun, 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 and he just came out and me and, me and Hope both went oh no I thought they were going to do something Aye, and then John Cena went welcome to Wrestlemania and then it was fucking Mean Gene saying it and then it was fucking and then it just all fucking went all trippy in it and I was like yes it was like a proper pop for the fact that it, it didn't it wasn't weird right away it just kind of went spiraled into weirdness loved it Stephen Andrew Dunn wants to put on Nicky and Drew winning at Mania. Of course, Nicky we need to talk about as well. Winning you know, the two nights. Mm-hmm. Now there's five Scottish wrestlers holding belts in the WWE. Where is yours, mate? I don't want one. You wouldn't want one anyway, would you? No, I fought for the X Division title once. That'll do me. It might still one, happen so. one day. I'd um, also just like to say, out of the um, five um, people, Mark Coffey, Barry, Celtic fans, WWE heavyweight champion, a teddy bear. A ranger. Uh, I know. I mean... A rangers fans. I haven't even thought about that. A rangers fans. The champion. We are the champions. Champion is... One in a row. One in a row. One in a row. It's fucking desperate, isn't it? This is what rangers fans need to do now. This is the closest she's <laughs> getting to a title now. 
The closest she's get to a fucking uh, title. Fuck it, I'm using it. <laughs> I'm kidding. On. Um, to beat a man, Gredo, you need to beat the man, and I'm afraid that man is Neil Lennon. So Ross <laughs> wants to <laughs> Ross wants to put her uh, that Braun and Goldberg match. I know people hated it, but it finally brings Braun back as being an absolute monster and needed that big one. And everybody's burying this Edge and Orton match. Everybody's burying it. Chris Grant's burying it and all the length of the Edge and Orton match. Oh, ho, ho. And Ian, Ian would like to put her Michael Barrymore for playing the Strike at Lucky Bold game on Instagram live head-to-head with WrestleMania oh, at 2 in the morning. tweeted me about that. I fucking missed it. I need to look out for that again. I would love to play Strike at Lucky with Barrymore on Instagram. That needs to happen. I'm going to DM the night, see what he's up to. Let's just hope you never play Strike at Unlucky with Michael Barrymore. And I'd like to bury the performance centre, says Ian, for having mesh fencing on the ceiling above the desk in the gaffer's office. What? That was what uh, Edge hung on to today's uh, two-foot elbow drop on oh, Randy Orton. Okay. Uh, and Mark McGill puts over Vince McMahon for pushing the envelope and making the most of a pre-recorded WrestleMania. And that's what you've got to take for us. That's what you've got to take for us. That, that old fucking... Bastard, that old genius, Vince McMahon. He fucking did it again, mate. He's an old tiger. He's an old tiger. He is a tiger, that guy. He's Joe Exotic. He's an ornery. He he is the Joe Exotic of nah, man. He's fucking. He's no Joe Exotic. He's he's that other guy that put Joe Exotic in the fucking in the slam in the jail. Aye, Aye. the other guy with a young girlfriend and the the fucking nanny. They went to Vegas and had a a snake bus in Vegas and all that. Yeah. So here's let's hear it for Vince because. No, do you know who Vince is? Who? Vince is the ginger heated guy on the speedboat. <laughs> the grass? Vince is the grass. grass. Vince is near grass, mate. Vince is near grass. Yeah, shaver rap. I hear in there sometimes, eh? Well, I only my had... face, though. Only my face. Aye. Well, I had a look at myself in the mirror the other week. I looked like a Jake Ball. I haven't left the house. Really, really needed a shave when I get sent. Harry's shaving gel, I've never used that before. I'm sure you got some as well, did you? I get sent some through the post, I. I says, what yeah. is this to the postman? The postman says, well, it's Harry's. No, says, I'm well, you you get, get back to him then, I don't want it. He's like, ah, no, <laughs> that's the name of the product. Well, Harry's is basically Jeff and Andy. They're two ordinary guys that were fed up with their price razors, right? They're getting paid off with it. So they start at Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew that there's only one way to ensure quality, so they brought their own factory. They bought their own factory, mate, for shavings. They bought a factory? They bought a factory, mate, for shaving. Shaving things. Imagine your mate, you and your mate gone, let's open this factory, man. Call it Harry's and still sh- sell shaving but, gear. But hold on, if they bought a factory and all that, the, the, I, I dare say these products must be really expensive. Just to yes, make the money back. They're making the money back because they're taking less profit because Harry offers great quality products for a fair price their amazing quality blades are almost half the price of all five leading blade brands out there can you believe that wait a minute are you telling me what it sounds like you're saying to me and and in one way or another is that their amazing quality blades are almost half the price of the leading five blade brand see that see the next time i'm 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 a street fight in icw i'll be using a harry blade in my my wrist I'm going to get for, some Only colour. for shaving though, only for shaving your face. Aye, aye, only for shaving the face. So if I'm... Oh, listen. If I get sorry. some colour around about the, the chin... I'm sorry to I jump in here, right, but here's the rumours I heard about Harry's, right? 
weighted ergonomic handle, right? Five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a wow. trimmer blade, mate. Rich lathering shave gel. And if you're, you know you can't do much travelling about the new, right? Because even if you're travelling for your... You need a blade cover. ...to your kitchen, you're going to need a blade cover. You need a travel blade cover or not. But I mean... But the, that, that's the, what you get in a Harry's trial set. Everything the, the, you need for a close, comfortable shave. That's what I heard. It's a rumour, right? It's a rumour, I heard. That, um, see that lathering shave gel? Oh my God, my missus was all over me as soon as I put it on. <clears throat> as soon as I had a wee shave with Harry's razor. Oh, she was all over me like a rash. And it wasn't a shave rash because it was Harry's. Listen. Kissing your wee bare face. Like a baby's face, like a wee baby's face. Wee baby Grado. Baby, wee baby. So this is an exclusive offer. Get yourself started shaving with Harry's the day, be claiming your trial set for how much, Rab? £3.95. That's what you're getting. Three ninety five. All you hairy bastards out there, get yourself on to Harry's. Support my podcast, get your trial set delivered to you. Yeah, that includes a razor handle, a five blade cartridge, foam and shave gel, and your travel blade cover. So go to www.harrys.com. That's H A R R Y S dot com. Harrys.com slash wrestling daft right now. That's harrys.com slash wrestling daft. And we don't want any backslashes there. Oh my god, well, de- guess what, Wrestling Daft listeners, I must admit that this has been an idea of mine for the last couple of months, I've been wanting this guy on this podcast for the last couple of months, he is none other than one of the best referees of all time, who has retired at 17 times already, and came back, um, did you tag with Big Daddy back in the day? Yes, once, once, and uh, had a with giant haystacks. There you go. Listen to that. He's got stories coming out his ears. He is one of the life and souls of the British wrestling locker rooms. When he's, whenever he's on a show, it's always a good day. Steve Linsky, he also done a wee bit of work for TNA as well. Uh, welcome to the Shizzle. Oh, you know, I've waited so long for this. Thank you for this. You know, my own ego, I needed to be on this podcast. Did you just have a drink there? Can, can I just have a drink and wet my throat? You don't mind, do you? Well, then. Yeah, go oh, for here, it. Here, here, to see what he does. Oh, no. Wait there to record this to show Sharks. I know what you're going to do. Oh, I dear. know what you <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, Grado. Aye. You say, he's a, you say he's a hard-drinking man. You said this last week. Oh, Linsky likes a drink. Linsky likes a drink. <laughs> Linsky likes a drink. Oh, yes, you do. And he likes to dance when he gets a drink as well. There we go. Look, there we go. There's a Michael Jackson. There's a Michael Jackson. So, uh, <laughs> again, he goggles the Jack Daniels. So, so how, did you, how did you get started in uh, uh, wrestling, Linsky? What happened? Tell us the story right from the start. Right. So, when my mum was alive, bless her, uh, when I was about nine years old, she used to take me to the local wrestling in Scunthorpe, where I'm from. Right. And then I just got the love of it from, from there. And then we moved to uh, Bridlington on the East Coast. And every week during the summer that I've wrestling, so I would go down there. This is at the age of 13, 12, 13. Go down there, help put up the ring, go in there and bump myself around. And then eventually a couple of the wrestlers said, 
yeah, we'll take you in the ring. So I'd get shafted about and banged about. But because I went back every week, they'd let me continue. And then no 16, I started doing the holiday camps. So what kind of guys were laying in the ring on ski? What, what, what kind of guys? So, so the, guys, the guys that would go in the ring with me and I won't say scurf, but stretch me a little bit were guys like Ray Robinson, um, Ian McGregor. All right. Um, Rex Lane, was Alan Drew Kilby. Was Drew, was Drew McDonald running about then? No. Drew was about then, yeah. Aye. Drew aye. was about then, yeah. And so was it a matter of turning up at shows and then them, them, them kind of learning you before the show rather than going to training every week? Yeah, yeah, because there was no such things as training schools or anything back then. It was just like going there and once wrestlers, um, you know, decided, okay, yeah, he's willing, he's coming back, you know, because they would lay it in, you know what I mean? They, they oh, would, yeah, just to see if you could take it. So, and then when you keep going back every week, they go, oh, okay. So after a, a wee while... That uh, do you know that, what? Uh, then if, show you a few things. If only it could go back to that, Rob. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's mayhem, but that's the that's really the way it should have been brought in. I mean, I wasn't brought in like that, but if I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it made it through <laughs> off that. But um, <laughs> I love hearing stories like that. I love that's it when brilliant. Guys, when guys are like, I went, I would go down to where the wrestlers were, and the wrestlers would knock fuck out of me, and then Aye. I would go back, and they'd knock fuck out of me again. Yeah, and I'd go back, and they'd not <laughs> fuck me again. And, I, and already, most normal people have went. I'm done at that point. Aye. Yeah, I'm done. But they keep coming back, and then eventually, they kind of they, they show you how to not fuck with other people. Aye. A wee bit, not that. That's, I mean, that's a be- that's a beautiful. That's that's the beautiful story. I mean, I've I've seen somebody training, get in the ring, take a bump, get up, put their trainers on or whatever, and put their jacket out. on and fuck off, and never be seen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm off. This is not for me. Worst. The worst, the worst one was is like when when I was taking bumps in the beginning, there wasn't it wasn't hurting that much. It was the next morning when you woke up oh, and you couldn't move. Well, it's the adrenaline in it because you're you're amongst the wrestlers on the skin. You're, yeah. you're, you're trying to make a you're trying to yeah. make yourself look good. It's not the next morning you start you, as you say you can't even walk. Well, but Steve, I did, I'm, I did Steve, that. Yeah, Steve, sorry, I'm, go on. I'm always the thing I always talk about. I'm fucking bored people with is how sore it is to run the ropes, how painful that is. I couldn't believe that yeah. how painful I found that when I first did that for the first time. I was like... Your kidney's fucked. Aye, I was like, this is just... When you see wrestlers bouncing off the ropes, I thought that was like the fun bit. No, the fucking... Mm. All so painful. Like everything's painful when you get in. You know what I mean? And rings, and rings back then were a lot stiffer. You'd yeah. literally have um, planks like this thick and then a slight bit of uh, uh, padding underneath and then obviously your canvas you know but it were, yeah they were a lot stiffer back back in the day kid Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up tagging with haystacks and, and daddy how did that come about was it just a kind of last minute thing with your yeah seriously it was it was like it, it was at um i'd done the holiday camps for a little bit and then i start working for for max crabtree in Bridlington, it was basically, hey, kid, come along, I'll, I'll put you on, do you know what I mean? And it was one night somebody had turned up and it was literally like, threw me in there doing the daddy tag and, and there was, yeah. And how was he? 
was it, I mean, people say he was a bit of a, or is it, who is it, who, who is it that might have like a kind of I mean, crab it, reputation around about Wayne's and all yeah. his stats, he used to never, never like kids, but what, what was daddy like? Uh, again, when, when, I, when I was in the changing room like the first time, when it was, when it was that night, do you know what I mean? It'd be like, it was all right. It was cordial, you know, but it'd be like, he'd look at me and go, hey, kid, get a body on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at me. I'm thinking, what? Big daddy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, get a body on you. Because daddy, when he was younger, was was fit. It was yeah, yeah, bodybuilding yeah. everything. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think you took his, took his, took his advice, uh, Lenski, then, eh? <laughs> I'm bamming you up. So how did it come out? What what happened to your wrestling career? Why did it end up being refereeing? What was the deal? Because I was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never I've never I've never uh, claimed to be any great wrestling worker or anything like that. Um, but basically, sort of ten years into it, doing shows, you know, just just going in there because I wanted to be on shows and whatever and traveling up and down the country on the holiday camp circuit, doing all that. And uh, it was one night, it was, Johnny Storm was staying at my house when I lived in Bognor. And he was doing a show in Portsmouth for FWA, which was run by Mark Sloan at the time. Yep, yep. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll come down with you. Do you know what I mean? So I went down with him and Alex Shane was there and they didn't have a referee. And this was when I was like 20, 20 odd stone. Oh, you were a big said, guy, weren't you? Yeah, he's oh, can can you referee? I was like, yeah. So I looked twice the size of everyone else on the card. It was just so Don't natural wait. doing the referee. Do you know I mean? it, it, it was a natural thing. So it was like, well, the wrestling ain't doing too much for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not not going to be able to hang with uh, these kids either. Do you know what I mean? Because at that but, time, I was like, right, I've been in the business. It was quite old school, but you as well, uh, Linsky. I mean, on Facebook, you're Steve Linsky. Everybody knows you, Steve Linsky. But that isn't your real name, is it? No. What are you, Simon or something? Isn't it? Yeah, Simon. Yeah. So what happened with that? Somebody, somebody stole your Max. gimmick name. No, well, yeah, Steve. Well, originally, I was called Steve Knight. Right. Do you know him, Rab? He was a wrestler. I think he made a few FWB appearances back in the day. Shining light, Stevie Knight. Yeah. Or as Alex Shane used to say, say, what was he used to say? Stevie Knight, whining shite. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah. So I was was on a show for Max, and Max said to me, kid, what's your name? And I went, Steve Knight. No, it's not, kid. Because, of course, you had... (laughs) You had the Knights, you know, yeah. you had Ricky Knight. It's right. like, you've you got to be something different. And I'm like, oh, shit, what, what? So I took, took my stepdad's name. He's Steve Linsky. There, there is literally a Steve Linsky. So <laughs> I went, Steve Linsky, there you go, kid, that's your name. And that was it from there. But Steve was, was training at the time or breaking into the business at the time. And, and he took on the Steve Knight name, so... So, when you get letters through the door then, does it come through Steve Linsky or Simon, whatever it yeah. is? Well, I mean, obviously, like, letters and stuff is, is, is through my name, Simon, but then, you know, I do oh, it's get... it's so funny because nobody calls you Simon at all. Some do. There's a couple that do. Oh, is that Fit Finlay or something? Uh, no. Come on, give me a Fit Finlay impression. <laughs> I don't do a Fit Finlay impression. <laughs> yes, you do. Come on. <laughs> That that match of yours was tremendous. It really was. Best best thing I've ever seen. 
<laughs> Get in the gym, you fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other British wrestlers impressions? You're quite good at it. No. <laughs> Yes. I'm surprised. Yes. I'm surprised anybody's brave enough to do an impression. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> hey, listen, so, it's, it's a lot of responsibility right? being a ref, isn't it? It's a lot of responsibility being yeah. a ref. I don't. I, I, I would hate to do that. I would hate to be in that. What What people don't understand, like you'll go to a show and it's like, uh the whatever, mm. and be like, oh, well, my mate's going to referee the match or whatever, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, or such and such is, is begging to referee it, so, yeah. so we'll get them in. But what what you, or what some people fail to realise is, like, you got to remember your stuff. You could be in there eight times in a night, okay? And there are times where you have to remember the match because some of the wrestlers that are in there will forget, hey, hey, Graham. <laughs> Yay, enough. Maybe maybe five or six years ago, but no new man. World of Sports oh. or Southampton. What happened? I can't remember. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. You can't remember. What did I do? Did I forget? Did I forget a sport? Was I made bumpy or Linsky, something? Let's What's next? What's next? What's next? Ah <laughs> oh, shit. We boot. We boot. Aye, that's me. That's that's me. That's me. But there 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 are there are guys that that are worse. They'll, they'll be Hopefully. going through matches, whatever, and, and planning all these elaborate stuff. And then they'll get in there and they'll be like, forgot. Aye, go on. I mean, mm. you, you must see some amount of shite. <laughs> yeah. No, you really do. Yeah. I have and done over the aye, years. Aye, aye. But yeah. I mean, you, you, um, you, when TNA started to, to promote over here, you were uh, you were involved in that, didn't you? You were kind of used as the, the ref on the, the, the tours, was it? So, yeah, so basically, so I'd go along uh, every year. They'd come over for the tour. I'd go to Wembley. And I'd always, I'd always joke with JB, oh, come on, JB, surely you can get me to referee. Do you know what I mean? But this is when right. I was big. Right. Oh, you know, you know. So I had the heart attack. Yes, I did have a procedure to, to help with the weight. But the misconception is, and a lot of the boys joked about it, which is why I didn't really talk about it, because it was like, oh, well, once you've had it done, it's an easy way out. It is not by any means necessary. Trust me. It takes a lot of work. You you lose the weight quick. It's keeping it off. Because you can still go and and like, I I can eat, if we we went out for a meal, I can eat a a full roast or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it's now a case of like, I've got to say to myself, if I eat too much, I'm going to put weight back on. And a lot of people don't, don't do it. They'll lose the weight and then, it's more a change of mind than it is a change of, uh, you know, uh, bodily stuff. Because if well, you don't you're looking well, to say, I, I don't well. want to be fat anymore, you're on a losing battle. You really are looking well, Linsky. As I mean, thank you. Five, six years ago, you were, you were, you, you got to your, you got to some, some size. So it's, yeah, uh, twenty three stone. Really, really well. What? Twenty three stone. stone. I was. There you go, mate. There you go, mate. I remember stone. first time I met you. <laughs> Was it in Bethel Green, maybe? Maybe. I mean, we do know each other. I know you probably want to, you don't want to go into it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the infamous <laughs> Blackburn show. <laughs> let it go, kids. Uh, I can't let it go, mate. When I was 14 years old, yes, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of British wrestling politics back at that time. 
and it was rife, and it was rife, and it was wasn't yeah. just one person. There was loads of people involved. There was loads of people guilty. It's not just you, so don't nah. ever take the blame for that. But I that did happen, and uh, I, 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 I took the brunt of it. Was, I, I took the brunt of it because you did, mate. <laughs> and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, but the the, the biggest um, thing for me was uh, I ended up being locked in because uh, John Farrer, uh, of course, I ran a bus. He asked me to help. He was a promoter, so I, I sat Ted with Robbins. Ted. Is it, yeah, I sat with him and spoke about wrestling for ages, and which which is the weirdest thing ever because I ended up he was. He was in that episode of Endeavour. But me and you were stuck when I was 14 um, in a wrestling hall when the ring didn't turn up and he totally remembered really? it and remember talking to me. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I mean, you must know, like, I've met, I've met a few famous people over the years. I'm not one to oh, drop Oh, you are moment. so, that's the best. Come on. <laughs> you have the, 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 come on. Lynchy, come on, tell me. Who's but your No, pals? no, all I was going to say pals? was, you, you'll, meet, <laughs> you'll meet a few people You'll meet a few people and then you think, you know, and, and they're sort of way up there, you know, that they'll be big famous stars. You won't see them for a year or two, but as soon as you see them again, it's, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, you're doing, buddy. Do you know what I mean? Like um, Danny John Jules from Red Dwarf, who plays the cat. Well, that's what I was going to say, Linsky, because you, not only with the wrestling, you actually book all the comic cons. Yeah. You, you, book, you book, book quite a lot of the comic con people yeah. to come and do the autographs at Breehead. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. So you've got quite a lot of connections. I remember you yeah. went with the Paul Gascoigne Happy Birthday video because he was doing a Comic Con, yeah. which still to this day is my favourite Happy Birthday present, big man. And every every year I send it to you. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. So see how dealing with Comic Con guys and wrestlers, has there been any that's been like a right, right arsehole to the point? Oh no, please, 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 please. I know we don't want to speak of the dead, right? But can you please tell me what happened with you and Vader? Right. <laughs> This right, is great. It's, this it's is not, great. It's not even. It's not even. He does one of my favourite wrestlers, by right, the way. This is great. This, this is great. Okay, so in a random fucking tune in England, this is brilliant. Please, it's the best story ever. Listen to this. Okay, so I'd arranged. Um, well, Andy Quilden had arranged to have uh, Vader over for him and Will Osprey. Um, and so I'm told that that Andy wanted to recoup some money because he it paid Leon quite a lot of money to come over. So I said to Andy, I said, look, I said, you've got a weekend either side of those, that, that um, York Hall show. I said, bring him over. After that show, I'll take him up to Sheffield. He can do the Sheffield Comic Con. And then the week after that, um, We'll send him up to Glasgow, do the Glasgow Comic Con, then then flying back home. So Andy was all where were that? So I went up to York Hall on the Friday night, and this is I got really I got really wound up with with Andy because I'm like going, I say Andy, we've got to drive up to Sheffield. Like the show had finished at half ten, eleven o'clock. Where they normally run over at York Hall. So I said, look, you know, come on. I said, can you go and and ask him if he's ready, whatever. And and Quinn's like, okay, pal, I'll ask him, you know, and off he off he trots. He comes back, left me waiting an hour, and I was, I'm a slow burner, but once my fuse is lit, I can't, I just, I, I explode basically. So I was waiting about an hour and a half, two hours, waiting for Vader to come out so we could drive up to Sheffield. This is nearly midnight, 
And uh, I basically lost my shit with Quilden because I'd asked him again. As I walked off to do something, I could see him laughing with Andy Simmons. Well, of course, straight away, I think he's laughing at me. So I says, right, I says, get the fat fucking shit stuff out of his car. We ain't fucking taking him. I'm going, I'm like, I start to walk off. And he's going, mate, mate, no, no, no. I said, don't take the, the piss. I said, we've got to get up to Sheffield. Anyway, we get in the car. Unfortunately for Leon, he's got back problems and whatever. So we had to stop like every half hour, 40 minutes. And he'd get me to free spray his back, bless him, because he was oh. in that much pain. When he wasn't on medication, he was the greatest guy. You could sit there for hours. And we did because we were traveling, you know, apart from having to stop every 40 minutes so he could get out, stretch, whatever, telling us stories and everything. So it was really nice. Took, took us for a meal. We had a really nice time, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Paid for it. Drove back to Chichester where we're from, where we live. That's it, Chichester. Because Andy, Andy Corden, in his wisdom... I said, right, okay, we do the Comic-Con and do Colchester. I said, I'll drop him back down to you, Andy, because he was looking after him. That was, that was the deal, that he would sort him out with a hotel in between the Comic-Cons. Anyway, he books him into a hotel like five minutes from, from where I'm living. And I'm saying, why have you booked him there? Well, just in case you want to go and hang out, pal. I'm like... Not babysitting him, do you know what I mean? Just anyway, next day we've dropped him off. We go pick him up for lunch. Here's your payoff, Graham. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we goes, we goes and sit in in the in this in this pub opposite. <laughs> he's ordered his food. Now he's talking to my other half. He's not talking to me. And I'm like, are you all right? And he just starts talking to my other half. And she says, well, he's just asks, is there a problem? Yeah, someone's been in my room and stolen my jewellery and stolen my watch and this, that, and the other. And I went, what? Do you know what I mean? And he was going mm. on about his watch had been nicked, his Hall of Fame, whatever, da 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 You know, and it was almost like, well, yeah, it must have been you coming in and this, that, and the other. And I said, No. I said, come on, we'll, we'll go over there now. You know what I mean? And we went over there and he found it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. No, he's still got the arse. He went, to, went back to the pub, he sat there, and then he's getting the arse of me, getting arse of me. And I said, right, I said, that's it. My other arse, because she could see the fuse was getting lit on me. Aye, aye. She could see it was, do you know what I mean? And, uh, and she says, look, we'll go now. Do you know what I mean? And I stood up and I said, I said, it's been nice knowing. I said, I'll leave you because you're obviously, you know, you're in a bad mood and this is just going to escalate. And I walk out, but as I'm walking out the door, he, he shouted something at me or whatever. That was it. And I was like, you what? And he follows me out. And this is in a cathedral city, which is very busy. Chichis is very, very high, high rate. And he's starting to walk, and my other ass going, no, come on, leave it, leave it. I said, no, no, no. And he's shouting at me. And I, and I says, look, fuck off, you fat shit. I says, that's it. I says, I didn't want you here anyway. I says, I'm on the phone. I said, you're on your way home like that. And I walked off. And he's... <laughs> Middle of Chichester. But he tried phoning me throughout the day, which I was kayfabing the phone calls. I was just letting him go out of the answering machines. Like... And he, then he went back to being nicely on, do you know what I mean? 
And my mm. only regret in life is that I never returned any of those calls. I literally, I blocked his number. Ah, you left him in Chichester, didn't you? I didn't leave him in Chichester. I phoned Quilden up and I said, look, I said, do what you, with what you will. I said, I don't want him in, in Glasgow next weekend. I said, because I'm not going to be there. And I said, Aye. if he kicks off with anybody else, it's my, it's my neck on the line. Aye. You know, but and anything. It's just this funny, like, vision of you and Vader in this fucking high street and you just fuck off and lay him in the middle of the street because you're fed up with him. I love it. Vader just standing there going, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, that was it, literally. <laughs> you know, what was, I mean, he was a great guy. Do you know what? He was totally up for letting me use his mask. And a match. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, he, 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 don't get me wrong. He was pissed off because neighbor who he was he came out and cut a promo and he's called Bride. There was about thirty, no thirty folk. That would be that would that would be a lie if I said thirty. But there was about one hundred and fifty people there, and he got in the ring and he went, "It's time! It's time! It's." What? And neighbor and neighbor <laughs> replied, and he went, "Fuck it!" and threw the microphone down. <laughs> 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 and so I wore his mask and I've, I've, told, I've told that story before but he was standing on the, on the apron going oh this is good shit man you're funny this is good shit I'm loving this this is good shit after the match he's like you're really funny man that's a good shit I had a lot of fun I had a lot of fun the next day he's working Wolfgang and I eat a wig and he goes hey man how you doing yeah, yeah this match tonight uh, it needs to be any better than that shit I was in last night what a lot of fucking shit I'm like, yeah, bastard. <laughs> Fucking tell me it was good. Yeah. But rest in peace, Leon. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, that was my only regret because I'd, I'd blocked his number and he'd left voice messages and he was apologizing and he wanted to do business with me, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, I didn't know at the time what was going to happen within a year or two. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it was quite soon after things. that. Huh? Quite yeah. soon after he died. I've really, really, really enjoyed this interview of yours. It's been fucking Has great, been, it? So I'd love to get we, back I on. Know, we love these old school stories, didn't we? Can vegan food are eating and all that? That's why they're talking about the fucking CrossFit. Correct. Talking about Correct. CrossFit, vegan cooking. That's what we're wanting. That's, the, that's <laughs> there go, that there. It. If you're listening to this podcast, there's Jack Daniels getting downed. You want the old school story. That's great. So you need to come you back need to come on. back on, honestly. Whenever I'm on a trip, we were in Germany a couple of weeks ago when I found out you and Doug were there. It made my day. That was November. last May. That was last May. We was meant to be. We was meant to be out there in in twelve days, mate. That's, that's gone, isn't it? With um, <laughs> oh, actually, that would have been quite fun because they had um, what's his face, um, Ted DiBiase, Virgil. Virgil was out there. Oh, so no, oh that'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. Me, you, and Virgil in a German hotel, trying to order fucking food. <laughs> That'd have been brilliant. Linsky, you've had some great stories, man. It's been a really, really different type of interview and I re- want to get you back on as soon as possible, I'm sure. No, the listeners of the show are going to love it. Anytime. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. And Stevie stay boy, safe. Right? Stay safe and, and well where you Aye. are. Thank you, my friends. You Take care. Drunken bastard. Cheers, man. See you later. I love you a bit, big man. Bye-bye. Bye now. Grado, it's been a fantastic show. We've had surprises. We've had Steve Linsky jumping in telling us a story about him abusing Vader not long before his death. We've had oh fucking good fucking. We have had Drew McIntyre's <laughs> brother dropping in. The WWE <laughs> champion's brother has dropped in, and and regaled us with his pride, pride of the nation. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is a pride of the nation. Am I right, Gredo? Yeah, I can. 
obvious Invader right before his death has fucking killed me. Oh, let's just leave it at that. What a great show we've had. We've had a fun show. We've had a fun show. Listen, everybody stay safe out there. Please stay safe. Stay home. Hope you're doing well. Gredo, as ever, man, an absolute pleasure to sit and chat to you. I would miss you if I didn't have you to chat to you every week. I know. Uh, it it's, nice having jo- it's nice having John here and all. That's oh, like, thanks. It's like, I miss you. it's like I miss you until like Wednesday afternoon and then I'm like, fuck, I've got to talk to this guy again today. That's your cell up the road. Up the road, no, that's your cell. That's a Margaret Harry It's your cell. I'm a wrestler, too.